Animation Studios Library, the show where I constantly forget the name of the podcast, despite the fact that we've been doing it for 48 episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am Jeff, the guy who doesn't remember literally anything, (laughs) unless it's written down. And there's TC, the man who knows literally everything, whether Whether it's written down or not. Yes. (laughs) Hello, TC. Hi, Jeff. I have no tattoos, and you look like the dude from Memento. (laughs) <laughs> I have so many tattoos that I am just a solid color at this point. So it's pretty it's pretty bad. That's how much I forget. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, good good I'm good. Still looking for the killer of my wife. Oh. <laughs> uh, is that too dark for this podcast? Uh, I feel like it might be too dark, dark start, for this podcast. Dark start. <laughs> dark start. We don't want to be dark. <laughs> it's okay. We want to be It's okay because this movie, the movie bark. we watched it had did not have a dark start. No. It had a very happy start and immediately turned into a dark start. <laughs> it was weird. I don't I don't what, know what to think what, about that. What movie was it? But we'll get to that in a second. Yes, see, see yeah, I, I'm just. I feel like in my head, I'm just. I'm running the podcast right now. I'm doing both sides of the story, and TC's not able to actually say I'm here, anything. I'm here too. I, I'm here too. Yeah. Let me chime in. I have things to say. I have like five notes. It's cool. <laughs> That's okay. I don't have a lot of notes for this one, actually. Uh, but anyways, the movie that we watched this week is the 2008 film. Mm-hmm. Man, this movie's only 10 years old. Oh, wow. Man, that's crazy. That is really strange that's... to think of that this movie's only 10 years old. Yeah, that just dawned on me that it's not yeah. that old. The 2008 film, Bolt. Bolt. Which I know what you're thinking. This is the biopic film about the bolts that went into Frankenstein's neck. Mm. Well, you no, would be no. wrong. No, it's, it's, it about, it's about Hussein Bolt, the fastest man alive. Oh, 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 yeah, like, oh. Cl- mm. <laughs> no, what, what is this movie about, Jeff? Cause, I like TC's better than mine. Because <laughs> I, I wrote it when I did the post for um, before we you know we record, we throw uh, yep. throw the, inf- the episode up so that people know what we're going to be talking about if they want to ask any questions. I actually did get three tweets that were relatively the same tweet of, I forgot Bolt was a Disney movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> It seems like a general consensus that this this movie does not feel like a Disney movie, or doesn't, or people don't remember it ever being a Disney movie. Yeah, I remember them advertising the crap out of this film, hmm. but I never saw it, and I didn't know anybody who ever saw it either. Oh, so for that matter, your, your first experience with with bolts outside of all the rampant advertising, I I will say, I mean, oh no, did we? No, no, you cut that. <laughs> you had referenced Katzenberg what? before we started recording. I said, don't you dare <laughs> rope him into true. this. Although, <laughs> they they did something with Bolt here that was very dream. It's very a, it's a DreamWorks maneuver, right? And it's to advertise mm-hmm. the movie with the voice actors. That's not something Disney t- typically doesn't do. Uh, it's not something that Pixar does. I mean, think about all these celebrity voices that have come out in Pixar movies. They don't. You never see a big banner that says, "You know, Tom Hanks is Woody in Toy Story," where right. DreamWorks is incessantly will will advertise with the name of the celebrity. Will Smith is the fish in Shark's Tale. I can't remember the character's name. Um, you know, they, they, <laughs> is the fish? Yeah, yeah, just general fish. It's a general it's fish. a very DreamWorks esque way to advertise a film. Where Disney very much will let they they. They do a good job in separating the character from who does the voice acting, right? So that the right. the characters themselves can live on as the characters, as opposed to the person who does their voice, right? Right. So, um, right, and it's weird though because, like, so so going along that line where, like, what you just said, where where Shrek will 
Shrek, or sorry, not Shrek. I just immediately thought Shrek in my head. DreamWorks <laughs> will will advertise the movie, <laughs> will advertise the, the 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 voice actors as like they're part of their big marketing thing. Mm-hmm. With they with them doing it with this one, because yeah, I, I mean, I having no knowledge of what this movie is besides the fact that I knew John Travolta and Miley Sanger, Sa- Miley Cyrus <laughs> sang the song. Right. That's a lot of S's, by the way. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus sang the song at the end of the movie. Besides knowing those two things, I had no idea what this film was about. Mm. And it's so strange that they pushed, they pushed it. They pushed. Okay, Miley Cyrus. I get she'd been doing Hannah Montana right. already at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So she's already a Disney staple. I get pushing her. But she's not even the main actress in this, or she's not even really the main character. Penny's almost borderline a secondary character oh, in this film. Yeah, certainly with with Travolta, like Bolt is the title character, he's the main character. And I, I you know, since we're really kind of doing things out of order here and just discussing the the voice acting and whatnot, I think it's for the best that she's not a main character because though she does adequately, I don't think there's any mm-hmm. I don't Okay, so uh, this is, <laughs> there was never really any emotion behind yeah, that line. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, her, lines. her her performance doesn't isn't very endearing for as endearing as the character probably should be, and right. this plays more into the marketability of the film. Uh, this is Laster's first full production. Uh, he had come on with Meet the Robinsons as it was nearing completion, but this he had full control over. Um, in its in its actual development, even going so far as firing the director who had done most of the de- development, uh, the director of oh, it's Chris Sanders. He did Lilo and Stitch, which Lilo and Stitch you know, yep. is our number one movie right now in this in this uh, yep. grouping. Um, but uh, Sanders couldn't take notes from Lasseter. There was just creative differences, so Sanders departed the project. They brought in the other director, and uh, they they had animated this entire film not the entire film but at least the majority of it to the original voice actor of penny which was chloe moretz uh, hit girl yep and hit girl yep. Uh, her voice does remain as young penny when when uh, bolt is adopted in the first minute of the film um but they they capitalized on the popularity of miley cyrus in order to help sell this film and i i, I Bolt was a success. It was a financial success, and it was nominated for best animated film that year. Much to everyone, even the even Lasseter's surprise, uh, <laughs> losing out to the far superior yeah. Wally. Uh, but I don't think they needed to. I, I mean, what do I know? I'm not running a business here. Maybe they did need to slap Hannah Montana's or Miley Cyrus's name on it to get people to come see it. Um, right. But then what was the point of putting John Travolta's name on this? I mean, okay, yes, I get it. The man, I mean, he does the voice of Bolt. Mm-hmm. But at this time in his career, I mean, he's not really doing a whole lot. I mean, he is doing stuff, but he is way past his prime at this point in his career. Oh, I mean, yeah. he had he had Wild Hogs. I'm actually going to um, I was just looking up Wild Hogs. Is that a Disney movie? Yep. Because he might have just been under contract or under oh, a Buena Vista contract and they were using him to... Well, you know what? That, that's not uh, that's not entirely true because he was always their choice for both. There was nobody else who auditioned for the part. There was no one else who was considered for the part. It was always meant to be John Travolta. So does that mean John Travolta is our '80s actor in our <laughs> animated film uh, that we've seen so far? May- maybe I wasn't gonna say comedian because. That's not true. Hey, at all. Yeah, you, uh, you know, welcome back, Carter. Well, That's back uh, Vinnie, yeah, hey. Vinnie Barbarino. 
man was 30 years younger, 40, almost, yeah, 30 years younger at that point. <laughs> that was a comedian. That was a comedic role, right? <laughs> That's true. That was. Vinny, Vinny Barbarino was a very comedic role. I mean, he did, but then John Travolta decided to do, well, not decided to do Grease. He did Grease. He did and Grease, then yeah. after that, it was just all more more <laughs> serious with occasional comedy, I guess you could say. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Um, so my only thing I could think of is that the reason why they, they maybe they, I mean, I don't, if they always wanted him, maybe they have a, like a, another legit reason. But I mm-hmm. guess in my head, having the marketing be John Travolta and Hannah Montana, <laughs> you are hitting, you're hitting the adult and kid um, demographic. Yeah, you're, you're you, definitely you know, casting a wide net. <laughs> Right, right. Because I mean, uh, see, that's that's a little bit too wide, though, of a, of a net. Because <laughs> even if uh, John Travolta was, you know, primarily late seventies, early eighties, and maybe the parents were, oh man, if they were ten, no, that's too much of a gap. That's weird. So I can't even. My old argument why they cast the those or put those two together as part of their advertising, it just fell apart in my head because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and and once again, proof why we don't run a, a major studio because. Yeah, it, that's, it, it that's works the for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did somehow, or isn't that weird? It's it's weird. So now let's let's talk a little bit about what the plot of this. Yeah, film let's is. let's back up I, because you you had no. Did you have any knowledge of what this movie was going to be? Did you know it was a road trip I, movie? Uh, I did not. I I I wrote down real quick my my basic summary of this film mm-hmm. um, is that it's 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 the Truman Show mixed with. Homeward Bound. Okay, <laughs> that's a a fair a fair uh, combination. Yeah, um, right. Cause, so like I I had no idea what this movie was about. I I, I did not know. And I so like I'm watching the first three minutes when Penny adopts Bolt mm-hmm. from the uh, the the place. Oh, and my initial yeah, note went: yeah. the animation is already better than what we've seen. And I'm like, the quality is really good. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I kind of like this opening. Yeah, this is kind of nice. It's got it's it has. It has a little bit of the Pixar like emotional feel to it, and a little bit of kind of the it's a little silly and funny in a spot. It's cute. And he's I'm always like, okay, a little puppy. Yeah. Oh, he's got a little carrot. Yeah, like I'm like, okay, I like this. This is kind of nice. And then the one that's not even 180, <laughs> guys. We did. We did what is what's oh my goodness I can't do math right now we did a 540 <laughs> spin okay it was it was a spin it was a spin around but like twice mm-hmm, or uh, mm-hmm. that's not even right one and a half times it 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 was so abrupt I had I went what the crap is happening like I I I I did not know what was happening and then I'm like and then the next 10 minutes I'm just going wait so is there anything Bolt can't do? Because I mean, he jumps far. He's got great timing and precision and laser eyes. And sp- he's got everything. Like, this is a he's got everything. Yeah, I'm like this is a superhero movie. I'm like, did Disney make a superhero movie before? Like, just like be- ten years after the original like surge of superhero films had come out. <laughs> oh, you know, Incredibles is only a few years old at this point. There are they capitalized? It's, it's more. It's like uh, if Michael Bay made a uh, made a, an animated movie. Or you no know, right. Jerry Brockheimer. I wouldn't go as far as Michael Bay, but it definitely had the Jerry Brockheimer feel to it of slow motion helicopters and explosions and motorcycle chases. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting here and watching that- it because I knew I I remember this movie fairly well. I haven't seen it once before, but I'm sitting here wondering. I wonder. I'm wondering what Jeff's thinking right now. <laughs> I was so confused because. There, it, it was teetering on that level where, and obviously now that I know, in hindsight, now that I know that it was all just a TV show and it was all just 
fake. It mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense to me. But that initial 10 minutes, it was teetering on it being so ridiculous, but not enough <laughs> ridiculous. Like so ridiculous that I'm like, this is this has got to be a dream mm-hmm. or this is something. There's something weird about this. Um but I'm, I'm like, I'm like, it's either got to be a dream or, or is this the movie? <laughs> but also, it never went so far that I didn't just, I didn't, I, I that I, I, I had moments where I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe this is a weird superhero animal movie, and you know, I'm like suspending my disbelief mm-hmm. in the fact that it seems so action movie over the top that maybe, but maybe that's what they were intending. I, 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 I was. So so confused until they finally like until they, they until he they they stopped and Penny took him into the trailer. And they and walk I went, him off set. Yeah. The, wait, what? What's going on? I don't. And then the reveal. It's all fake. If the dog oh believes goodness. it's real, we believe it's real. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, "That's that's not how a studio runs their shows." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that man would have been fired. James Lipton would have been fired immediately from it because James Lipton did the voice. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's the actor studio, James Lipton. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't it? It's great. <laughs> As the director, I looked it up because I'm like, he sounds familiar. Because if there's anything, you know, not to take a step back again from what we were just talking about, the voice actors. Mm-hmm. If there's anything, the there is a. There's some interesting voice actors that were cast in this film, uh, yeah, yeah. or there's just a couple of interesting actors that were voiced in this film, just in parts that I'm like, why, why, why are you, I, why were you wasting your time on that? No, that <laughs> see, honestly, I think that the the voice acting is cast really well across the board, except Miley Cyrus, uh, even yeah. John Travolta. Parts of me, I'm like, eh, I don't know, but. Uh, Knowing that the part was written for him, that he was always intended to be, I thought he did fine. But yeah, James Lipton as the director, and um, I okay. I, back to the Jerry Brockheimer presents. I don't think I could watch a full movie like that. I think we had. No. I think we had just enough of it to establish the universe that Bolt thinks he's in, so that everything right. from that point on. I I I didn't. There was never a moment where he, they pulled a gag where he tried to use his powers that I didn't at least smile. He he ran into the fence. I smiled when he ran when he kept trying to bang his head against the door to get out of the dog catcher's uh, right. van. Like I I smiled every time when when he couldn't bend the bars. He's like, "What? It's styrofoam! It's styrofoam!" Like there's it was great logic I did to like, him. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I did like a lot of those gags too. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> And, and and I mean, there's there is a lot. While I'm I'm kind of crapping on the first like third of the film. That's fine. You know, they're like my my notes mostly, and I like I'm looking at my notes right now, and pretty much most of them take place for that first third. Mm-hmm. Once it becomes the road movie, I kind of stopped taking notes because I was just I was watching the movie at that point, and I'm like, okay. All right, I okay. Like it was, it was entertaining me. Yeah. Not to spoil, you know, ending thoughts about this film, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that first third, I guess it was just, it felt so weird going into it, and then they kind of hit a spot where once I, once they revealed that it was a TV show, and this is the, and here's the plot, you know, and which I initially, I initially thought it was all just, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a road movie in addition to a, like. Eye-opening life realization mm-hmm. movie. Another another uh, uh, character, another bad. protagonist on a journey of of self-discovery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which keep in mind, I did I did realize something. 
Bolt got knocked out and put in that box in California and was shipped all the way to, to New, New York. York before he was let out. <laughs> he was probably that very That seems hungry. a little weird. Very, he probably hey, is. You know what? There's overnight delivery. You can do overnight. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be overnight delivery. Mm-hmm. I mean, just based upon... I mean, it had to be. Otherwise, that puppy would have been Aww, very, t- very hungry. <laughs> like Mittens the cat. Like Now... In in the I've only seen this the, the one time before and I didn't really care for it and I and that's on me uh, I not a, not it's not a credit or a discredit to the film it's just I don't think Miley Cyrus is all that charming or or talented I know she has her mm-hmm. audience but to me I've never I've never been a fan I've obviously departed from Hannah Montana's age demo when uh, being in college and out of college when it what? was airing and and uh, you're totally not part of her demographic what are you talking about tc i'm pretty positive you are her demographic. i don't i don't uh, <laughs> really care for her music all that much um i don't really care when she's being interviewed so like carrying all that with me and trying to watch this movie and depart myself from miley cyrus i gave this movie a hard time for no good reason Rewatching it now and realizing she has very few lines in this movie. She is not yeah. the the core of this film at all, um, and and sitting down and being and being fair like that's something that occasionally with movies we have strong feelings for one way or the other. We have to be critical of the and analytical and and be fair to a film. So when I sat down to watch it this time, I'm like, all right, I'm, all that aside, I'm I'm not gonna be a hater just for the sake of not liking some actress. That's not, that's not a proper way to, to review this film. Uh, right. I, I found I enjoyed it quite a bit more than I initially did in that one viewing I've had before. Um, I could really, and especially coming out of meet the Robinsons and seeing Laster's hand hands, touching that film and going back through the couple of films in this very small dark age that, that we've been in, um, I could really see the Pixar touch. I could really see where Disney could yes. go with this. I could really see a modernization of the Disney library in it being a journey of self-discovery. Uh, like the I wants that we've seen of, of many of these traditional classic Disney films is quite a bit different in these more modern films, right? It's not, right. I want to live in the castle. It's not, I want to be part of your world. It's, the the desires of our protagonists have been shifting with the styles of these movies and and I could really appreciate that in in its execution for this and uh, and it didn't slow down as much as I had remembered it I rem- I was a little worried that this was going to be boring but it actually has a pretty good pace to it and I was I was I was yeah. happy with that <laughs> if there's anything there was there was one thing that I just got super annoyed by though mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you right now and it and it it does lend itself a little bit to, um, I guess, a little bit of the pacing because it almost in, ti- in certain times felt a little too fast mm-hmm. in like one or two spots. But I was getting super annoyed by the number of times these animals got onto a moving vehicle <laughs> of some sort and then two minutes later were immediately either jumped off or flung off yeah, okay. the vehicle. Because it happened with the U-Haul, mm-hmm. it happened with the train, and it happened with the animal shelter truck. A bit, and it was just and, and probably several like, times in between. It. Yes, yeah, a bit, yes. a bit uh, contrived there. Uh, I, I, I won't say that the script is tight. They, they did manage to do some 
nice callbacks. Uh, uh, as far as Bolt is concerned, they set him up nicely. They sent him through his journey, and they paid it off really nice with the super bark being his best power, as he said. Like, there's some nice uh, call and response over the course of the movie. But there are those fallacies, like getting on all those vehicles very conveniently to get from the East Coast to the West Coast. And they didn't pay... They I, I thought of this just before we started recording uh, Mitten's story. She didn't have claws, did okay. she? Did I did I miss them pay that off? Uh you know what? I don't think you missed it. Okay. I don't remember her. I don't remember her having Cause, claws. Because remember, like when she's introduced, she's threatening the pigeons for food, and she's like, "Oh, I got these big nasty claws." And then when uh, Bolt's gonna throw off the bridge, she talks about her claws. And 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 being a house cat that was abandoned, I just kept waiting for the the payoff of that to be a moment where she needed her claws and had to admit that she didn't have them, and that never happened. And I, that's odd. No, because the, the closest, the closest that she ever got. I mean, she didn't actually necessarily, she didn't necessarily need the claws. It was primarily just that, um, she just couldn't hold on to it. But it was when they were on the train and the ladder was starting to fall off, and she was trying to hold oh, on yeah, to the yeah, bolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ironically, <laughs> she was trying to hold on to the bolt to hold on to bolt. Yeah. Guys, do you see what they did Ooh. there? This is genius screenwriting 101 right there. But it, as far as... Uh, that, but that's like the closest it came. But I mean, it, the, her claws wouldn't have saved her from that anyway. Yeah. So I just felt like that was it, a, it would, a hanging thread that they didn't they didn't tie up. It would have been better if... But I mean, this would have changed the climax. It would have been better if Bolt was like gripping on to like some sort of canvas thing. Mm. You know, something that she could have like threw her claws into like if that's what they were going to do if they were going to pay it off she could have thrown her claws into it mm-hmm. you know to like hold on to it but she wouldn't she didn't have the claws yeah, remember she only had one or something it's, like that it's very minor but it was just something i noticed in in terms of the the overall strength of this script itself um because mm-hmm. I, I i really like mittens as a character uh honestly she her close-ups the animation on that even now is really impressive. I mean, we're 10 years removed. Oh, yeah. Mitten's design and movements and the detail in her fur was so... It was when he was hanging over the overpass to go back to that scene where I actually took note. Wow, she looks really good. <laughs> like, her animation is yeah, so good. Because they have a good animation on her and, and her character model because her hair is... Like, she's got some parts of her hair that aren't matted down, some that are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some that are just, like, dirty. It's kind of... It's a very interesting design. She's not a perfectly clean cat, mm-hmm. but she's also not, like, a uh, like a Siamese cat or, or, or uh, another, like, very short-haired animal where it just... it's There's no fluff to her. She's got this kind of natural mix between the two of them. Yeah. and And definitely... I, I you know there's I, just like any of these movies there's some spots where the animation's a little off or something doesn't look quite good mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. movie definitely did have a like a a, um, a a fairly even consistency of quality just though how well it it looked how good it looked mm-hmm. in a lot of spots uh, one of my favorite things and I don't know um, I, I'm I'm pretty positive that like a DVD copy of this film you probably won't be able to notice it as well. Uh, I watched it through my Stars app because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was trying out Stars for a week. <laughs> guys, real quick, I told TC this off mic, but I got to tell you guys too. My television knows that I'm watching these movies mm-hmm. <laughs> because I did not have a copy of this movie and it's not streaming on uh, Amazon Prime or Hulu or Netflix. And my television, my Amazon Fire TV box, I turned it on Thursday and it gave me an advertisement Hello, Jeffrey. for Bolt. Now Would you like to watch stars. Bolt? <laughs> 
now playing <laughs> on stars. Yes. It was it was one of those moments where I went, "Oh, what a coincidence!" That's kind of terrifying. Thanks, Hal. Okay, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Hal. And, and of course, I started my trial so I could watch bolts <laughs> without having to buy it. That's going to be. Uh, I'm not an idiot, guys. Such an I'm interesting an survey. Once you're like done with your free trial, like, why did you uh, decide to try <laughs> stars out? Oh, well, I'm a big. I really want to watch Bolt. Huh? Yep. Really. No one wants to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we were advertising it. We were hoping somebody would. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff, for the one person in America that watched Bolt on Stars right now. Someone ran into the Disney offices like, Mr. Lasseter, Mr. Lasseter. <laughs> Someone watched Bolt. We got someone. <laughs> no, that's not fair. There is certainly a fan base for this movie. It's. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Hey, I just I needed to tell everybody else mm-hmm. listening that I just I thought that was hilarious timing that it knew like oh so based upon your other watch history mm. you're watching a lot of Disney movies I bet this is the one you need now. Yes, I, hmm. I wonder if it'll advertise the next few for you. Hmm. I'm very hmm. curious to see if Princess and the Frog pops up next. Actually, oh man. <laughs> Uh, it, so uh, no, so anyway, yeah. sorry, I'll go back. Sorry, that, I, that's I, fine. I got myself we're, sidetracked. We're, we're we're back in a tradition with Disney here in that it, it's it's similar to 101 Dalmatians and Lady and the Tramp pulling Disney animation out of a tailspin. In that uh, right. a, it's a dog movie. We haven't had one of these in a while. Oh, that's where true. it's it's they they have a, a, a I should do I should have done the count before I made this remark, but there are quite a few dog movies in the Disney canon. And this is just lends to just yet another one. Um, they like their dogs as either major or secondary characters. Like, That's just kind of a thing. That they yeah, the, the way Disney treats dogs is like the trailer park montage where he's begging for the food, where he, they just keep cutting to the door opening like, oh, oh, and then Mitten is saying, they're like, you get out of here, you can't. And they throw the frying pan at her. <laughs> And then when that happens, that's when they make a movie like The Princess and the Frog or Tangled. Uh, No, so one of the things I loved about this film, uh, and it was something I did not notice in the beginning, uh, the beginning portion of it, and I, because it it showed up about, actually it showed up during, um, oh, I think it's during the travel montage Mm. uh, when they're hopping from car to car. And then after that, I noticed it almost every single time. And it's really noticeable when the um, the animal shelter truck, there's this big, wide, wide, like, establishing shot of this kind of, like, city, like this small town in a valley, and the camera pans down, and you see the truck, the animal shelter truck pull into its spot, okay. um, kind of off in the distance a little bit. But something I noticed on at least the HD copy was that all of those wide establishing shots mm-hmm. of locations are all done to look like oil paintings. I I, I made a note of backgrounds myself uh, because they were yeah. they had definitely a hand drawn quality to them. Uh, I know right. I I had thought it was Tangled that did this, but I know that they that Disney developed a canvas technique to create brush strokes so that they could. Uh, they could do their initial animatics and storyboards all hand-drawn and in transferring from hand-drawn to the CGI models that they wouldn't lose the hand-drawn quality, uh, which lends mm-hmm. to the innovation as opposed to chasing the fads that, that Disney's been guilty of the past few movies, that they are looking, okay, how do we, how do we create a trademark again? How do we give ourselves a, a style? And this blending of the hand-drawn style is I like it because those you're right. It's good of you to notice the backgrounds because I did as well. They're very pretty. They're uh, like even yeah. when they're on the bridge waiting for the train like to fly underneath them, and there's this 
there's a, a wide that swings around. Um, the, oh man, it's it, the backgrounds in this movie are quite quite pretty. We, we can go back to that. It goes without saying, but these movies are good looking. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's that's the biggest thing is that you know we've we've even even going you know jumping back a couple of films to like Chicken Little uh, or. Um, uh, oh my goodness, guys! It's been like meet the Robinsons. Why can't I? Uh, home Thank on the you, range. Meet the no, no. <laughs> uh, no, 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 not that. We far. do not talk about Home on Let's the Range. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we only talk about it when we say that that was one of the funnest episodes that we've recorded in a long time. <laughs> no, but like, I just the, the, these movies do look very pretty, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 this this segue from the two D animated films into the three D animated films actually went a lot smoother than I was expecting it to. Mm-hmm. I re- but you know, granted they they had 10 years from Pixar coming out, you know, and I'm sure Disney you know, well, you know that because a lot of those films were in production for 3 4 or 5 years before they came out right. or a lot of these were, you know, they they obviously had started developing something with the, the CG. Uh but the the transition into them was fairly was fairly decent uh comparing you know considering that this is a company that had been doing traditionally 2D animated films for the last oh i don't know what 50, 50 years 60, yeah. <laughs> 70 years something like that at this point and now to just go hey we're just uh yeah we're going to stop that pivot. now is that cool with you guys over here pivot <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah pivot. You're, you're you're right um, and and if we look at if we look at what we've how we saw that transition happen with with the way they started utilize, utilizing computers all the way back to Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company, mm-hmm. and then getting these fully realized CG characters with Carpet and the Hydra from Hercules, and then mixing the multiple different styles of animation for Treasure Planet, um, and then making that shift over with uh, with Chicken Little and now Meeter Robinson's and now Bolt, yeah, you're right. It it's the, the, give them, I believe, some credit is due to uh, in to Disney and seeing how they did manage to make that transition rather swiftly, at the very least, if not smoothly. Um, and yeah, I I appreciate them for that. I do, <laughs> and it it I. I so we we were we kind of briefly talked about some of the voice actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we talk about like? <laughs> okay, so our main characters are Bolt, mm-hmm. Mittens. And what is it? It's Rhino, oh, right? right? Rhino, Rhino the hamster. hamster. Yep, yep. Who? Yeah, I don't know why. And it must be some other movie that came out this at this time. I was ready to be annoyed by Rhino, if only for the fact that I yes. thought Jim Belushi did the voice. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why I had that in my head. He really? must have. He must have voiced a character at the time. I don't. I don't know why I would have thought that. But when Rhino was about to be introduced, I was like. Okay, I, I've been man. I managed to depart myself from Miley Cyrus. Can I handle Jim Belushi? Not that Jim Belushi is awful all the time. I think of things <laughs> like uh, Return to Me. He's very charming in that. Um, but I was a little nervous that it was going to be our '80s celebrity, '80s '90s celebrity who gives <laughs> us just a bit too much. Uh, instead, yep. like Pixar is apt to do, and like I, I, I love him for this. It's essentially a, a nobody. He's he's a guy who's done a couple voices before. He was in Home on the Range and Chicken Little, but he's not a he's not a name you're gonna recognize. Um, right? Yeah, he's like he's part of the art department. Like he's part of the art department yeah. for for some of these films. <laughs> like he's a storyboard artist. Uh, mm-hmm. Which TC, you'll be happy to know, he was a storyboard artist on Nomeo and Julia. Uh-huh. So uh... <laughs> uh, see, I knew there was a connection somewhere. I knew. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, just just trying to you know just trying to. Help. Also, he did do some work on Donkey's Christmas Shrek Tag. Oh, so 
<laughs> he's an artist who's kind of worked with DreamWorks a bunch, which is kind of strange. But <laughs> well, hey, Chris Sanders when he was fired from this went over to DreamWorks, so it's, but he did come back anyway. Rhino, you wanted to talk about Rhino, Rhino the hamster, Rhino the hamster. Th- this he... is this is gonna make or break break the review here because how you feel about this character, I think, says a lot about the overall film. I don't know. I, I, go ahead, go ahead, go. You you summed it up pretty well because I did I I kind of I kind of went into it going okay first off at this point we had already been well introduced to Bolt because it, it's like I think Rhino doesn't show up until like halfway through the film yeah about about, about the halfway point mm-hmm. about a halfway point right so like I'm like okay so here's here's Bolt and here's Mittens these are our two main characters mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay so they're trying to get to to California fine. They'll probably come across a couple, you know, a couple different situations where they have to, you, you know, help each other to get themselves out of whatever situation they're in. Like I, I was kind of going through like all the tropes in my head mm-hmm. of what this movie was gonna be, and then they, they, they get to the trailer park, and that's kind of funny, and that, that whole segment of, of, of her teaching him how to, uh, t- teaching Bolt how to mm-hmm. beg, and then we cut inside to a TV channel flipping or a TV set flipping around, <laughs> get- and that it's a giant fat hamster <laughs> changing the channel. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, is this a villain? Like, is this a is this gonna be some weird villain? I guess, quote unquote. <laughs> and then for it to turn into, oh no, this is the this is the third member of our main cast. The, yeah, the completion of the trio. Yeah, it was so strange, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, it it took a little while for Rhino to like for for me to warm up to mm-hmm. Rhino. Um, because I'm like, okay, I see this is the comic relief now, I guess, in a movie that was already kind of funny up to this point. By the way, loved the pigeons. I thought the pigeons <laughs> were hilarious. I thought they were well animated, and the way that it matched the way that they were talking, I love we'll, that. We'll come back Sorry. to the pigeons. <laughs> we'll come back to the pigeons in a minute. Um, the god feathers. <laughs> so, but like, Rhino was, Rhino was such a conundrum to me. I was trying to figure out what this character was going to do. He then for a little while felt like, oh, he's just, a, he's going to be this, another secondary character that's only going to be in a little bit of the film and then he's going to go away, uh, you know, or he's just a character they come across during their journey. Right. But he stuck around and he stuck around and then, you know, like <laughs> when they when they have to go into the animal shelter to save her or to save Mittens and um, like, uh, or was it the, yeah, yeah, Bolt has to go in to save yeah, Mittens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Bolt, Bolt gets out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Rhino saves Rhino him, saves him yeah. um, but like the inside of his ball like steams up, and he he, he yeah he erases the eyes and then draws the smile on. I chuckled at that yeah. and I went, "Okay, you're kind of a weird little character, but I'm on I'm I think I'm on board with this." Um, I don't know. He was it, it. It's always weird to me when movies introduce a character that becomes the main character, like or a main character, so late in the film. Yeah, it's a, without without any sort of setup before the hand that can be dangerous. You can get something as awful right. as Ben, um, or you can introduce a character like Carpet at the twenty minute mark, and then it's right. okay. I think with Rhino. It, much like you have to be in certain moods to watch certain movies in this library, and that may affect how you feel about mm-hmm. him. Rhino, you have to be in a certain mood of whether or not he's going to bug you or not. Because I could totally, yeah. I would totally understand anyone watching this, and even if you felt this way, Jeff, that he was just too much. I would totally get yep. that. But I think, given the right circumstances, uh, uh, sitting down to to just you know have a good time and and accept the movie for what it is. 
I I remember him bugging me the first time. Maybe that's why I thought he was Jim Belushi. Um, but uh, this time I. <laughs> He was just on, teetering on the edge, like, oh, just one more yelling awesome moment, and I'm, I don't know, but the uh, <laughs> the eyes and drawing the smiley and, face, and he had he had some moments. And maybe, yeah. and maybe that's what maybe that's to me what why he didn't he didn't completely bother me as much as I agree that I think he would have in other situations, mm-hmm. and it's maybe because he came in at a point in the film where I went okay. This is just gonna be one of these types of movies because at this point we already had this beautiful, sweet little, happy, like warm, you know, heartfelt opening with the dog mm-hmm. or with both getting adopted. We had this ridiculous ten-minute, over-the-top Jerry Bruckheimer action movie <laughs> sequence, and then you know, and then we had this, we had this kind of sad, you know, getting lost moment, and then we had a a weird Godfather-like <laughs> section, you know, or like mob mafia movie section. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm like, this is a movie of just kind of different things, like different genres. Not necessarily all in a bad way, because mm-hmm. it, it did kind of flow, but they they did change, you know. It, it doesn't, the, 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 the randomness didn't stick out, and we never talked about this last week, but uh, the randomness didn't stick out as much in this movie as the random 70s kung fu moment from meet the robinsons oh, yeah. that we never talked about yeah. <laughs> uh, where the movie just becomes ba- like purposefully badly dubbed and super grainy mm-hmm. and desaturated and it becomes just a, a karate movie <laughs> or a kung fu movie um where that really stuck out to me as random these these segments these moments just kind of felt like okay this is just what they're doing in this movie and he and rhino didn't feel that annoying because i kind of felt like I, I just don't know where this movie's going to yeah, go did, with anything. He did help push so. the plot along, so so it was nice to introduce him there. Because I agree, they had reached a point where they were risking meandering. And to right. to further the plot with the use of Rhino, I think, was quite helpful. Uh, but it, it, you have brought up the pigeons more than once here. Let's talk about this. This is, this is very clever, this movie, because the pigeons are regional. Okay, we see three pigeon, three different types of pigeons from three different regions <laughs> yep. of this of the country, and you have the very New York. Clearly, if 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 whoever designed and came with these pigeons said they were not inspired by the Good Feathers from Animaniacs, they'd be a liar because they are even <laughs> the same color scheme. They're not necessarily the same characteristics, but one's name is Bobby, one's name is Joey. Right? Come on, this, yep. this is this yep. is the Good Feathers, and. You're right. They're animated so. I love the way their their head moves, and uh, they they did just enough of him not being able to recognize Bolt. I recognize that bird. What what do I know you from? I know this dog. I know this dog. Hold on a minute. <laughs> no, it'll come to me, guys. I know you're looking at me like, like I I like that they used him to mess with mittens. Um, but then you get the California pigeons, and they're trying to pitch a script to Bolt, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey hey uh, I got the script for you oh man you're gonna love it aliens like and then in the end you get the the country the country bumpkin I pigeons was... <laughs> that's right I forgot about the country bumpkins <laughs> once first off I want to know real quick real quick sidebar I want to know how did those pigeons pitch their idea to the studio producing the Bolt television or show maybe, to get the next season be aliens maybe the studio just had. Uh, allow themselves to have terrible ideas like pigeons who think aliens would be a good idea. Because <laughs> I've watched a fair share of television and I've seen a fair share of movie franchises that definitely jump the shark from time to time. 
or nuke the fridge if you want to go in cinematic terms. Uh, so, I'm Ooh, modern <laughs> reference there. <laughs> looking at a, looking at a, a show having a Penny have a face change and get abducted by aliens. Surely someone watching that would be like, man, that is such a terrible idea. A pigeon could have thought of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I liked, the biggest thing I liked about them, I just, I loved their animation. I love, first off, I love the, how, how well they <laughs> nailed, like, what I picture a pigeon looking like and doing whenever, like, if I think of, <laughs> if I think of, if somebody asked me, Jeff, what does a pigeon do when it's sitting still? Like, I went that. <laughs> like, that's exactly watch, what I pictured. Watch this character from Bolt Move. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and like, I'm like, yeah, that's, that, seems, that seems right to me. And I like just the syncing to the, you know, to the voices or to the, to the dialogue real well. And it just, it felt, it felt good. I, and I legitimately <laughs> enjoyed watching them they, every they, they put, time they came They on. put a lot of detail into them as well for, for how... They could easily have copy and pasted three pigeons and just gave them three different voices, but each pigeon of those, the good feather pigeons, and then the California pigeons, and even the country bumpkin ones, all have a different color scheme, all have a different, even uh, the third uh, pigeon for the New York pigeons who didn't say much, he's molting, mm-hmm. like his his hair is all messed up, or his hair, his feathers are all <laughs> mol- like messed up, so he, he clearly has a characteristic about him, it's it's good, that's, that's attention to detail, if you're willing to spend that much attention on detail on something so insignificant that Mm -hmm. says a lot about what you're, what you want the total product to look like. And that is good. That, that that consistency of looking at the little things uh, pays off in the end. Like that, that makes a stronger film. Then the relatively inconsistent look, uh, what we had last week with, like you mentioned, uh, meet the Robinsons having the Kung Fu moments or, uh, right. The inconsistency in that, or you know, the the weaker the movie is, the more you can pull at like, what if you had just designed this character a little differently? If you had just designed this little hell, going all the way back to Hunchback in Notre Dame, me, I, like realizing they didn't put any reflection in Quasimodo's one eye because he would be blind in that eye is a great attention right. to detail, and those add up. Those attentions, attention to details, add up, and also it shows the shows the mistakes when you do something like recast your voice actress in the middle of post-production. <laughs> like, okay. That's... Yeah, that can't be good. Uh, <laughs> like, why? I, I'm curious to know why they recast her. Oh, well, um, I mean, we, we already sort of touched on that. It was it was clearly to, to capitalize on the popularity of, just of Miley Cyrus and Hannah, Hannah Montana. And I, have, I have no doubt in that. I suppose at that point, because Chloe, yeah, Chloe Grace Mertes, or Moretz hadn't been as big as she, I guess, well... Yeah, you know, as she's more well known nowadays than she ever was. I mean, Certainly, that was still yeah. pre-kick ass. Yeah. yeah, and you, um, you couldn't the, sell a movie on one. her name as well as you could sell a movie no. on Miley Cyrus's name at the time. Right now, yeah. you flip that. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. And now I don't know. Does anybody actually want Miley Cyrus in one of their films? I feel like only if it's to make a complete fool of herself. <laughs> now she's. Can everybody do she's that? A, do she's that? a punchline yeah, now. It's fine. <laughs> She'll probably go through some sort of renaissance, which. Begs a question here. Okay, so we've been we've been discussing coming out of this dark ages and moving into what is essentially called the second renaissance. I actually have found a more proper term for this that has been used on Reddit and a couple of message boards. We are entering the revival era, and I think that's a pretty apt name. Though though the just handful of films we saw as the the dip in quality came out of the. Right, just <laughs> Lion King and Pocahontas and Tarzan and Mulan, and then just the dip, 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 dip. 
I think calling right. calling what we're entering now the revival is a, a very good title, a very good moniker for, for the movies we are about to watch. And before I watched Bolt, I wondered if I would consider this a, a second Dark Age film or if I would consider it part of the revival. And after viewing it now, I, I think I am going to consider this... I, it, it toes the line because it doesn't have the classic quality of the movies we've seen before and movies that are going to come. But I think I am going to consider this the beginning of the revi- revival, much like Great Mouse Detective should be con- is toes the line and great and uh, Rescuers Down Under is then that weird middle ground as well, even though it's between right. Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast as part of because, this new era. Yeah, yeah. Because you can see that the film has already or the films are already changing and going a new direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can see it. They're not obviously it, it takes every you know obviously yeah like those two films like you you just mentioned the Grace Mouse Detective and uh Rescue's Done Under those aren't quote unquote perfect. Uh, it's not even the right term to use. <laughs> They're not the movies that are like no, these movies nailed it. They're not the Little Mermaid, the Aladdin, the Beauty and the Beast, you know, that are like yep, those are those movies nailed what people wanted, but they're the, they're the precursors where they're like, well, you can see elements of what made those other ones really good. They're there. They just haven't worked out all the kinks yet. Mm -hmm. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't smoothed out the the creases in a couple spots and you know, oh, if they just changed this little thing, it would have made this better, which would have made this better. So I would, I, that's a good point to bring up and I kind of agree. I can kind of see it knowing what's coming up next. Yeah. You know, you can see, you can see, and I, you know, not to, not for us to sound like a broken record as well, but the whole, uh, you can see Lasseter's input. You can see that the studio is getting smart. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave it all. I'm not putting it all on Lasseter's shoulder. I'm not saying that he was the one that came in and said, we're going to do it like this and everything's <laughs> perfect now. But you can, you can tell the studio is shifting and they're, they're starting to realize the direction that they need to be going. Right. As, as a um, business, as well as crafting memorable stories uh it's they yeah. they we experience we have are finishing up a very neat era of experimentation because honestly without looking at the list and just knowing what's coming mm-hmm. things play it pretty safe from this point on in terms of the stories they tell the marketability they, that of the films that they make and i liked the i, I guess we're kind of i don't mean to this is not meant to sound like wrapping it up i'm just we're just going off the cuff here. I liked the experimentation we saw with our our little sci-fi trilogy of Lilo and Atlantis <laughs> and Treasure Planet and and right. You know, well, we also got sci-fi with Chicken Little and Meet the Robinsons. I liked this experimental era of trying to find new ways to tell fresh stories uh, and familiar stories at the same time. They're the way they're playing with the animation and the technology. I think Bolt is the culmination of. If you go from just from Lilo to now, right? Because okay. I, I won't, I don't want to rope in Emperor's New Groove. That's an that's an anomaly. <laughs> but if you just look from yeah. Lilo to Bolt, a lot of what worked along the way is in Bolt, and a lot of what didn't work along the way they forego. Like they they've they've not used. Uh, I I think the Bolt has a really sweet sense of humor. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no like over the top jokes, but there's no, uh, and it doesn't seem to be any like um, crude jokes. Everything is very friendly. This is one of the most family friendly movies 
in the library. <laughs> it being about a yeah. puppy, like the most, the most like oh thrilling thing I think would be the the Brockheimer esque animation sequence. But beyond that, this movie is very safe and this if any love of of cute animals sit a kid down to watch this movie this is perfect for them um but the the humor itself even has there's some great timing there's some great callbacks to jokes there's some uh, like uh, a joke that's a little more above a kid's head that i can appreciate because it's just, i think it fits into my sense of humor as well as yours jeff which is who are you I'm Mindy from the Mindy from the network. Mindy from the network, and he just keeps calling her Mindy from the network. That's funny. That that commitment yeah. to that joke, that's funny. That 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 style of comedy, they found it. They found their. The, it's not slapsticky, but it's a little more tongue in cheek, because Pixar being, I, I want to call it a far more cinematic, more like more mature animation in its mm-hmm. in its nuances and its themes and whatnot. I think Disney allows for itself to have a little more a little more goofiness, a little more sharp humor. And a joke like that where you just keep calling her Mindy from the network. <laughs> that's funny. And that that's a it's fu- that's good yeah. humor. I think they found their humorous voice here. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's one of those it's 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 a good mix, like you said, it's a good mix between <coughs> family friendly humor and, um, and, you know, not adult, cause I can't, yeah, I would never say it's adult humor. Um, I was just going to say, it, but I'm like, no, it's not adult humor. It's just, it's good, clean humor that an adult would laugh at. Yeah, it's a little more highbrow, I don't actually, suppose to be, yeah. be where we're at. Like it's, it's that, it's a thought out joke. It's not the easy joke, right? Right. It's not the chicken little we're throwing a thousand jokes at you and one of us going to stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like no no they they actually kind of thought through the script a little bit more in some spots. Mm-hmm. Uh and went no 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 we no this is this joke is funny. This is the joke we're going to tell here. Yeah. You know, not here's 12. <laughs> see which one go, go, they go, go, like. Go 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 go. If you don't like that oh, one the next one will work. Okay. Uh, and yep. it's a lot of it's a lot of verbal sparring I think is what uh what we're seeing more in this than we'd seen previously. And as far as the overall humor of movies to come, I, I hate, I hate, I hate to keep doing that, but it's just, it's hard now because we're so close. It's, we're, we're so only close. 10, we're 10 years of, of films left here. Um, there's not a lot, a, a particular huge amount of visual gags in this movie, uh, but the ones that are there are still really funny to go back to the ball, <laughs> the ball fogging up, squeaking out the eyeballs. Got it. Stealth. Smile, the, like that's that's the, the the joke when he's when Bolt is when he's trying to get out of the uh, the animal shelter van, and we you know he's he's banging his head, he's banging his head or whatever, and he stops, and then we cut over to Mitten and Mitten's talking, and then she makes a comment. Oh yes, like, I don't even remember the exact line. She's like, she's "You don't like, have super strength. Laser you eyes. don't have super bark." Pause. Or laser eyes. And or laser <laughs> eyes. And it, it cuts back to him just like Stare. staring intensely at the like. I'm like that's. That's funny. That's a nice. It's good. That's a nice physical gag, yeah. you know, or a visual gag that that I, you know, I did. I I laughed. I laughed out loud for that one because <laughs> I'm a sucker for stuff like that. I'm a I'm a huge sucker 
for good wordplay, mm-hmm. for um, for for witty dialogue, and for visual gags of those natures of, of that nature, where you're you're on one person and they make a comment, and we cut back, and the, per- <laughs> the other person is doing something ridiculous in that. T- that yeah, I love stuff it, like that. There was a so much. there were two other moments that they didn't go for the low hanging fruit. One was when they're in the mo- the house that's being moved cross country. And Mittens mm-hmm. is teaching him how to be a house dog, and he and she and he's like, "Well, what do I got to do?" And they just cut to him looking at the toilet and go, "What out of there?" And then that's it. <laughs> they don't have like a that. I mean, that is literally a potty joke, but it didn't go any yep. further than that. And another opportunity that they could have gone lowbrow was when he first gets to New York and he accidentally flips the he gets the truck to flip the porta potty and the porta potty opens. I feel like in right. a more lowbrow comedy whether it's this library or my dreaded DreamWorks, they would have done a POV shot of the door opening and Bolt going, oh, right? But they didn't. It was a clean porta potty. <laughs> right. Or at least, or at least had liquid coming out of yeah. it. You know, like if we're not gonna if we're not gonna have that POV when it hits the ground, there's liquid of some kind coming out of the uh, yeah. out of the porta potty. Just body. the sound but, effect. Yeah, of- but the fact that it was a dry, clean Ugh. porta potty. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that like tip actually was a surprise. I, it, well, yes, I I'm happy they didn't go for the the lowbrow joke. <laughs> uh, it uh, it made me it, yeah definitely uh, definitely I guess we're brainwashed. TC. <laughs> we're brainwashed by terrible films. Uh, we've been burned a couple times before with certain movies, including some things in this list. Mm-hmm. But uh, we I guess we just we're jaded now. <laughs> we're we're the Aerosmith song TC, and I don't know if we we can ever come back from yeah. that. Hi, 2002. Yeah, good. Can I reference more stuff? Yeah. <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, like, so, uh, go ahead, go ahead. So, yeah, go ahead. No, okay. no, no, go ahead. Well, I was, I, I was going to move on. I so. want to point this out because I, I spotted this in the... Oh, hold on a minute. I have to take a drink of water before I cough into this microphone. <coughs> TC yeah. will be back in a mm-hmm. moment before he dies. Also, while you're drinking real quick, TC, I did put at the beginning of the last week's episode about a uh, about spoilers, <laughs> potential spoilers. I gave a... I, TC is dying in the oh, background. Oh, I coughed, I don't know if you guys I coughed into your microphone, but not into the recording microphone. I just realized. Oh, so now I'm sounding like an absolute idiot. <laughs> your microphone's on my shoulder, and then like the recording mic's in front of me. Sorry, we're behind the scenes action here. Somebody, it was, yes, we had a question last week about spoilers, and Jeff, thank you for putting that there. Continue. Yep. So I wanted to just put I put at the beginning of last week's episode a spoiler warning because we are we are in the mess, midst of you know films within the last ten years and it's very possible that people haven't seen these but might be interested in seeing yeah. them. Again, I'm well aware. You know, I've, I'm saying this 55 minutes into this week's episode. <laughs> I was going to say it in the beginning and I completely forgot. No, I, but I I wanted to just let people know like we we're not going to not spoil these films. Mm, we're going to we completely we open about them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been open for the the previous forty seven. We're not going to stop for the last eight. So it's 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 just as a as a heads up. If you haven't seen these movies and you don't want them spoiled, don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> eh, sorry, yeah, it's not our. But fault to be anymore. and to be honest, I I hadn't thought about it until I believe it was Wyatt who brought it up about and asking her um, about whether or not we would be discussing spoilers, and it, it I don't know if we've had movies up to this point that suffered from some or suffered that that had some twist in them that we could spoil. I think that Meet the Robinsons might have been the first real twist in the story in right. this entire library. And then once that I thought of that, I thought of the the 
10 or so movies we have left and realized more than half of them have a twist in them. And that certainly must be a modern convention that's coming through in, in this library of films. When we look at the history of cinema, as we've, we've mostly experienced the history of animation uh, through this library, particularly, obviously, Disney. But looking at cinema conventions, the twist, right? Though, mm-hmm. yes, twists have existed through the course of cinema. There's no, no, there's an endless amount of movies you could point to from, from the beginning to now that are are twist films. It it would appear that more and more often that becomes the the shtick of a film. Like, oh, you'll never see this twist coming. Which, I have to say, I hate when movies advertise that way. The twist you'll never right. see. Because guess what I'm waiting for? Guess what I'm looking for yeah. the entire movie now? Is the twist. Don't tell me Is there's the a twist, twist. Because, and that's, you know, I'm a, I am I write a lot, so I can already pick a movie apart as it's as it's playing out. But don't tell me there's a twist. I'm going to go, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> uh, but all that all that being said, uh, we are going to speak openly about these films, and right. and I guess maybe it might be worth saying or discussing if certain twists work. I can think of one in particular that is fantastic, and one in particular that is not fantastic, and we will we will address those when we get to them. <laughs> Intriguing. I'm intrigued to know what TC's thoughts are on this matter because I don't actually know what they are, guys. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't at all. Uh, actually, I think I have an idea of what one of them is, but well, that's a conversation, conversation for another time. I, TBD, I, folks. I think that I uh, I may suffer or have suffered from the psychoses that Bolt actually. This is a he had a legit psychological uh, issue. This is a realistic. Okay. It's called the um, oh, I wrote this down the Dunning Kruger effect. Okay, so the Dunning Kruger's okay. effect is when you have really high self-confidence until you find out you lack knowledge and then your self-confidence decreases until you actually learn what you need to learn and then you become confident again it's an actual psychological phenomena that people can have where you think you're awesome until someone points out just how not awesome you are which affects your (laughs) self-confidence until you get the materials you need to be as awesome as you thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's fascinating because I feel like that may not, that's not as well known of, a, of an actual condition. Oh, I, you yeah. know, so that's the, the fact that they're pulling, and I'm sure, I'm, sure they're, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm sure a psychologist or a therapist have gone through all the Disney movie <laughs> characters and have been like, oh yeah, well this is, you know, they're actually suffering from this. You know, like Belle has a thing with animals or I don't know, <laughs> or strong men. I don't know, some weird reasoning mm-hmm. that, you know, like there's probably some actual uh, mental illnesses that every one of our characters have faced. But it's, it's interesting that like that is something that's, that's real and that, They've u- they're using it now. They never call it out by name, right? But it's just, it's a, all the signs are obviously there. Yeah, it's a neat, complex issue that I I never never would have if I hadn't seen the little bit of trivia about it. Would not have looked into, and then looking at it further, realizing wow, that's that is such a that's, that happens. I know so many people like that. I myself, I could feel I I can think of moments in my life where I thought, oh, I'm here. Oh no, I'm not. Well, I'm gonna get here, <laughs> and then. <laughs> validate myself <laughs> right uh, and b- i've definitely i've definitely thought i've been smart about certain certain aspects until i was shown proven wrong. 
you know, for example, was, uh, like I was so confident about Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, TC, because I was so confident that Penny Marshall was Gary yeah, Marshall's that's right. daughter. Right? Is that what I said? <laughs> uh, but seriously, I, I, that that makes bolts on one level perfect for kids. I already said that it's great for it being a cute film. That the humor is smart in it. That if you if you're not bothered by Rhino, it's one. I think it's a great movie to play on repeat because there's enough sweet qualities to it but on a deeper level it's a it's a movie that you could use as a learning mechanism for a kid who feels you know i i thought i was good at baseball but i didn't make the team well let's practice and make and if you want to be good at baseball let's get get out in the backyard and practice and then you can be as good as you thought you were i think that this uh like bolt his journey is is a great learning mechanism for for kids um this is I highly recommend this as a as a movie for families. I did too, and it's it's there's yeah because there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad inside the film. Mm-hmm. You know that there's nothing that a kid couldn't watch. Like you were saying earlier, maybe the the little bit of an action scene in the beginning might be a little bit too much, but even that never came off as like as scary or as you know inappropriate it was still just like oh it's just, especially in nowadays mm-hmm. in today's world where you have all like the marvel movies and you have all these these high action films oh, yeah. that yeah. just are are accessible to you know by kids eh, it's kind of just not nothing major anymore mm-hmm. uh but yeah it was still definitely uh was still definitely a good film uh very interesting uh, I do want to point out one little piece of trivia that I, I, I stumbled across here. Okay. This film had been nominated for 12 awards. Uh, okay. And all except for, or no, not, no, more than 12. Yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Mm, I was wrong. 13 the Baker's awards. Baker's Dozen. And, ex- <laughs> and except for three of those awards, right? One, I, guys, I can't count. Yeah, three of those awards, it lost. To the same exact film. Was it Wally every time? <laughs> it was Wally for every. So an Academy Award, an Annie Award, a broadcast film critic, a Chicago film critic, a go- two Gold Golden Globes, Globes. Yeah. and Wally, Wally uh, every online time. Film critics. <laughs> yeah, it's always well, Wally, and it's just it's hilarious to look at the list. Granted, I mean those two movies were released that same mm-hmm. year, and guess which one I saw in theaters? Wally. I, mean, I went with the rest now. of the world. Yeah. which is Wally because that movie's. Sad and let's and be honest, Wally is. The superior Wally's is the superior, superior film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If it was given the option between Bolt and Wally, mm. it's Wally without even letting you finish asking the question. <laughs> well, I, honestly, I think that a little kid <laughs> might prefer Bolt and the cute puppies and kitties and gerbils as opposed to the not talking robot for twenty minutes. The robot. But what a kid! Right. What do kids know, right? Come on, we're adults here kids watching adult movies and not in the inappropriate stylings. Let's, uh, Jeff, 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 of all the movies we've watched in the library so far, <laughs> where do you rank this? I let you this? have that one because I've been beating you these last That's handful right. of weeks to it. <laughs> I, I, I know, before I let you answer, I'm just going to bring up the list here. Okay. Um, I think I know where I'm going to put this based on our conversation. You helped me decide. So I'm curious where you're going <laughs> to put this. Good because TC, honestly, going into this, I had not figured out where I wanted this on the list. Yeah, ne- neither so did I. It, it helped having this conversation about it because it was so fresh yep. in my mind, um, and and you know, reconsidering the past three. This this has been a tough. This has been a tough grouping. We we've we similarly with the Renaissance. And by the way, I'm killing time for you to think about this. 
Similar with the Renaissance, <laughs> where all those movies are so good. Aladdin, oh, I guess Aladdin was part of a different grouping, but Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Lion King, those movies are so good, and it's so hard to like. Well, what what's going to edge out the other? And, and I, I, this is going to sound mean, but a lot of the movies in this round have been just the same amount of kind of just fine. That's been a little difficult mm-hmm. to. There, there's been certainly things that have truly annoyed me. Uh, there's things that have just not appealed to me. And there's obviously Home on the Range, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, which is everything we detest. Uh, <laughs> nearly, nearly everything. Um, nearly everything. It's yeah, uh, that's a good point. It's it's this it's this weird. It's weird to rank these. It really is coming down to how I feel in the moment versus feelings that I have strongly about this. And I, it really plays into the fact that I didn't see any of these movies in theaters. I, I right. did not see any of these movies until they were out on video, and and, and oftentimes way after the fact. Uh, so I don't have nostalgia for them. Um, it's made it difficult to rank these, um, except Lilo and Stitch, obviously, was pretty damn easy to stick at the number one slot for how great it is. <laughs> to be determined if it remains there, Jeff, where do you rank Bolt in your list currently? This is not easy, guys. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's my number three. Number three. Okay. Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, and now Bolt. Okay. Which I, going into this movie, mm-hmm. you would not. Have if you had told me I was going to rank it as number three, I had already, last week, I'm like, oh God, it's the John Travolta, Miley Cyrus film. Mm-hmm. This thing's mm-hmm. going to be like number eight. Or it's going to, no, it's not going to be number eight because nothing's bad as Home on the Range. But it's going to be at least like down below Brother Bear. Mm-hmm. Like in my head, I was already planning on this being a terrible film. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not actually. I, I, and as much as I enjoyed Meet the Robinsons with the time travel aspect and seeing like where it where it came from, like where we went from uh, Chicken Little to Meet the Robinsons and the humor that was in it and like the 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 dialogue, this movie actually the, the combination of <laughs> unfortunately the combination of the movies that it is the combination <laughs> of it being the Truman Show and Homer Bound, which were two of my favorite films uh, for the longest time. I haven't watched Homer Bound in like fifteen years though, so that might be slightly. might not hold up. Uh, it might not hold up at all, which I'm really kind of afraid it hasn't, which is why I haven't watched it. Uh, but I still love the Truman Show. Um, like a combination of those two things, I liked the music in it. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of dig the duet that John Travolta and Miley Cyrus sang at the end. I'm like, okay. yeah. Once the credits are rolling, I was like, okay, that's that's yeah. Miley. And then when John Travolta starts singing, I was like, oh, that's just Danny Zuko oh, singing it up over here. Yeah, it's Danny Zuko singing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of like that. I liked the, we didn't talk about it, but I liked the hand-drawn animation at the end um, oh, during the yes. credits, which is a very Pixar thing. Yep, yep. Um, but I liked that, and I liked I liked how the film looked, and despite my con- you know my confusion with the first 10, 15 <laughs> minutes of this film as to what it is, you know, and, and my 540 spin, uh, or the film doing a 540 spin on me, <laughs> and the introduction of Rhino halfway through, and I just wasn't sure what to expect of him. By the end of the film, like I said, and, I, and this is this is one of the reasons why I put put it where I wanted to or where I did was because my notes kind of tapered off. And usually, if I really hate a movie, I am making notes through the entire thing. Right. And this film, I kind of was just I sat back and I kind of just started watching it. And and once they were on the road, once they got into the house, um, being a uh, you know, being uh, uh, shipped across country, once that sequence happened, kind of just from there on out, I was 
I was on board with the movie and you know, and he gets to Hollywood and he goes and saves Penny, which we didn't talk about, but he saves her in the, the giant studio fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I'm like, okay, I'm interested they, in this. Like, they got, first, they, first they bought off, a farm because that lawsuit must have been insane. <laughs> yes, you just beat me to the punch because that was my first thought. I went, how did the studio let that happen? I did, I did not also, remember that. She at nearly all. died. I did not remember that at all. So, as, a, as that was how I was, Candace. Her dad's a lawyer, so she glanced over and she's like, that's a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, first off, where was all the fire safety equipment? Oh, if man. They have fire on that they, set. And they left their star they... dangling from the ceiling? Come on now. <laughs> right? Oh, man. Yeah, that's exactly. They literally bought the farm, not in the negative <laughs> way, but the the literal way. They bought the oh, farm yeah. because of that they accident. They retired very nice. Anyway, oh, yeah, I derailed you there. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but like that, even, even the ridiculousness of that moment and that... That being the first thought that pops in my head during that segment, I still enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the last half yeah, of the film, yeah. and you know, and I it was good. And I, I comparing it to Meet the Robinsons, I did enjoy it just a little bit more than Meet the Robinsons. So there you go. So, so it's, it's your number three. It's my number three, right. guys. Why is Bolt number three <laughs> on this list? That's all right. That's all right. Well, I, when looking at this movie. And insane as I've said before about you know how how you feel when you watch a film is going to affect you. This there's a sweetness in this movie that is it's it's nearly there. It's not in the same it's not in the same realm, but it's close to the sweetness of something like Winnie the Pooh, where Winnie the Pooh is just a sweet, cute film. It's a feel good movie. There's mm-hmm. nothing there's nothing dark about that movie, um, and Bolt. Does delve into some obviously psychological issues and some uh, and finding oneself. So there's a a spiritual and, and emotional journey for your protagonist, but it still has that level of sweetness that it's just it's just a fine movie. And I don't mean it's fine. I mean it's a it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a feel good movie. And TC, are we gonna have two different <clears throat> "it's fine" t-shirts? Like <laughs> like like it's fine and it's fine. Oh, um, it's a. Uh, it's it's in that realm that Winnie the Pooh had, just not 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 the same as Winnie the Pooh. If if you get my my differentiation here, um, yep. <clears throat> something I forgot to mention about this movie that is worth noting is there's no villain. There is no, anta- there's some antagonistic characters such as uh, Penny's agent, right. who is an who is definitely an an, an a hole Californian agent who. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sorry, and we can totally spin this. Yeah, he's yep. a wheeler and dealer, um, but there's no villain. Bolt is not facing; he's facing the world, and he's trying to, and he has to come to terms with what his misconceptions are. But there's no bad guy in this movie, and that's rare. Could you argue that the villain is uh, Bolt's own uh, lack of knowledge or, or naive? naivete of the world that he actually was living yeah, in. Yeah, he's his own he's his own enemy in this. He's his own villain. And not yeah, not exactly. not his fault. I mean, not in he, a bad way. Yeah, yeah, he didn't exactly. do this to himself. He he was he was deluded and much like Truman um for the Truman show, this was forced upon right. him and how he has to face the consequences of other people's actions is reflected on him, but this it's a rarity to to have a movie like this <clears throat> and not have a villain because uh, it it is comparable to something like Toy Story where you have Buzz Lightyear who believes he's a space ranger and has to learn that he's just a toy. But even still, though that is Buzz's journey, you very clearly have Sid, the villain, and 
Woody as the antagonist in Toy Story. Right. Whereas Bolt, you no, c- go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you could argue if we're really trying to find the villain, it's the director of the show. Right, because he did this to him, but because he, he did it to Bolt. But yeah, there was never. There's no confrontation. There's yeah, no actual. There's no actual real villain to this right. this movie, and and that that's interesting to me. Um, but uh, in in terms of where I rank this, speaking of its sweetness, speaking of of we we talked about how this is a great introduction into the revival era of Disney Animation Studios. Uh, everything they do right in this movie is a credit to the movies that came before it. Everything they don't do wrong is credit as well. Um, and and this is a tight this is a tight margin here. But I think what tips this over the edge for me is that we don't have Ben the Robot anywhere in this movie. I was, I was just going to ask if you're putting this I, at your number two. Somehow, inexplicably, as shocked as you are that it ended up your number three, I, I'm going to make it my number two. And Damn. And that's in, that is crazy to me. I, I honestly didn't think this was going to be... I didn't know where this was going to go on the list. And, and looking at my list, Leo Stitch is still firmly number one because it's such, a, it's such a strong movie through and through. But Treasure Planet does have certain elements that, that don't take it the distance, particularly introducing Ben so late in the game, so obnoxiously, really hurts that film when compared to something <laughs> like uh, Bolt here, where though, yes, you do introduce Rhino late in the game, he has a critical role. To, to the rest of the film. Um, I suppose minor critical role. And that's an oxymoron. Um, so just somehow, somehow, Jeff, I am going to make, make Bolt my number two in this round of movies. TC, I am calling it right now. I think Bolt is the biggest upset on this list. <laughs> for both of us. Because for both of us, because... Seriously, I when we when I saw what was in this bank of ten, yeah. Bolt was not the move. Was immediately the like I said was immediately the movie. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be the bottom. Of yeah, the list. I, I'll guarantee you I, that. I, I, I had higher <clears throat> I had higher hopes for Home on the Range <laughs> than I did for Bolt. I just when it it really comes down to that that final decision of okay, if you had to watch this or this, where would you put? Okay, I'd watch it. I if you watch this or this, see. where would you put it? This or this and. I really do. Do you see? Yeah. And that's making me kind of want to change that, <laughs> that opinion right there. Because I think I would watch Bolt over Treasure Planet again. You, hey, you know, you can change it. We will allow it. Do you want, do you want to think on it while I hit up the comment section? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you do that, guys? Okay. I I don't want to be wishy-washy, but no, it's, dang it. I think I would watch Bolt before I watch Treasure Planet again. Yeah, it's, yeah that's the fun oh. of this is, is, is when we really have a conversation about these movies. Uh, oftentimes I will have it ranked before we start. But there's about a yeah. good half the time where I'm I I'm not quite sure where I'm going to put it, and it helps having these conversations to really solidify my feelings about one or more of these movies. Um, but while Jeff thinks about where he's actually going to rank this, <laughs> and you all sit in suspense, uh, I'm going to head over to <laughs> Facebook.com/slash/TopshelfPod. Every Monday before we record, I throw up the uh, we throw up the episode we're going to or the movie we're going to talk about and you guys can hit up that comment sections or throw questions at us on the thread and then we will attempt to discuss as many as we're able to in the time allotted or if you want to hit me up on twitter at tc's big head or jeff at random bell we always love having conversations there as well and we do have a good uh few comments here from 
the listeners over on the Facebook page. Jeff, have you figured out your ranking yet? Or should I keep going? <laughs> Just keep going okay. for a little while, guys. I'll, I'll make a decision eventually. Uh, first up from Thomas. <laughs> Thomas, one of our, our longest uh, long-term listeners here, um, one of our most devoted fans. Uh, Thomas says, If we judge this recent run as the second Dark Age, I see Bolt as Oliver and Company. It's a fun yet uneven movie that shows Disney's almost getting it right after a long stretch of getting it wrong. Also, it means that the second renaissance, or whatever we're going to call it, is not far behind. Uh, and then also he says he loves that the pigeons are a reference to the Animaniacs characters, the Good Feathers. A major plus. Yes, any Animaniacs reference is a plus. <laughs> um, check out my Ghostbusters episode of the One Minute Rewatch. Um, <laughs> plug. Uh, the Way to plug <laughs> other shows. Get a controversy. I can't believe I you. think instead of calling it the second renaissance, I, I, what, do you, what do you think, Jeff? Should we call it that, or should we call it the revival era? I like the revival area. Uh, revival <clears throat> area. This is a small patch of land yeah. that everything's revived mm-hmm. yep. in. Uh, no, I like calling it the revival area. <laughs> I did it again. Revival era. Uh-huh. Um, I like I like calling it that because it that does feel right. Because based upon again what's coming, I get a lot of I get the sense of of, of Disney going. What made what made our classic stuff work well. Yeah. What did people like? This is this is and just a, it's not it's not ripping it off. No. They're, they're not just being like, well, we're just gonna make another fairy tale. But <clears> it's <throat> it's taking the good stuff from the modern era and it's mixing it correctly with the good stuff from the the the, the bygone eras, mm-hmm. and it produces they produce this this good kind of like second wind revival of of these Disney movies. Yeah, and I, I do like that term better. I do I do too. And it's not just the movie's quality. It's that the it Disney be, made a name for themselves again in this in in what we will call the revival era that they revived yeah. their animation studio so that Disney in an animated movie meant something again. And and right. that that is truly worthy of the title um, of revival. So that's that is what we're gonna call it. Uh, to your point about this being Oliver and Company or similar to Oliver and Company, I totally agree. I to to be coming out of our second dark age into this new this new um, era of films. Uh, Oliver and Company is a, a good benchmark for coming out of that first dark age and pushing towards the re- the original Renaissance in seeing everything like the culmination of everything that was not working and everything that could work and and putting it out there in film. So yeah, very very good point, Thomas. I I, I support. And approve of your opinion. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's okay, Thomas. Don't you know? Don't get too big of it. Uh, Aaron Williams says, I, "Tom, okay. For, for 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 the record, I feel like I feel like Thomas has been listening to this podcast well long enough to know that I'm only joking oh, of course. when I yes, say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just do what many of us do. Don't take Jeff seriously. Never yeah, take. Yeah. I don't take myself serious. Uh, Aaron Williams uh, says, "Wait." Bolt is a Disney movie. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the parts of the movie, or uh, I don't know if I just like parts of this movie, or just like the parts of the movie with Rhino the hamster. The pigeons are fantastic as well. How many yep. of those characters do you see in Hollywood TC? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Aaron, <laughs> that was a personal question to you. Yeah, personal uh, question to me. Yeah. Um, the the pitching the scripts types and the a lot of the uh, the tropes of Hollywood are definitely seen in this movie. Uh, the agents, the the jerk extras, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wyatt Tucker says, okay, I think I understand the plot of this movie. Oh, okay, he's going <laughs> to... 
<laughs> I just should, skimmed this. We should have read this one. I just skimmed. We should have read this one yeah. at the beginning of the episode. Did you actually. Did you read this one already? I just skimmed it. Yes, okay. I did. I've read okay. this one. Very funny, White. I'm going to share this. Here you go. Uh, this is White. Okay. <clears throat> okay, I think I understand the plot of this movie better now. So Danny Zuko becomes an overnight sensation as a spy on a TV show. He accidentally gets sent out of state and tries to the best he can to return to his owner, Hannah Montana. Along the way, he runs into the New York Goodfeathers, a tomcat, and a fanboy. Unfortunately, Danny Zuko has been replaced by Michael Carrington, the guy from Greece too, in case nobody caught that. But Hannah Montana knows what's up, and soon after quits her job, after her sociopathic, sociopathic agent attempts to exploit her double identity as Miley Stewart and her title, Greaser. And her little Greaser. Okay, there you go. Bravo, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, not going to lie, uh, I'd watch that movie, actually. <laughs> uh, he says, unfortunately, I do not own a copy of this movie, but I think I'm on the mark, right? <laughs> he, that was the exact nailed plot. It. Wyatt, You nailed it, Wyatt. That's perfect. That's it. so perfect. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, That's why I said I would watch that movie, because I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Scarlett Starkey here. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to call you Scar Star. Uh, Scar Star says, I thought this was a pretty cute movie at the time. I still enjoy it now. Bolt's character arc reminds me a lot of Buzz Lightyear's. Yep, okay, there you go. We, we agree on that. With him realizing what he really is. Love the pigeons. Everyone loves the pigeons. And, and rightly everybody so. Everybody loves the pigeons. <laughs> mutual, mutual agreement by everybody. Thank you, Scar Star. Um, did you have any tweets this week, Jeff? Because I... Uh, I did not in regards to the film. Sorry, I was just trying to okay. get my Twitter account. That's right. I, it's taken forever to I open. have I have one and a note I forgot to mention. Okay. Uh, no, I, I mentioned that one. Okay, cool. This is from uh, Dig 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 Hi Ho, one of our... He only ever tweets. I'd, whatever, you do whatever you want, Dig. I'm happy you listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Theory, is this in the 101 Dalmatians universe? Oh. Proof, they watch a show with a dog called Thunderbolt. In 101 Dalmatians. Oh. The, the, so is the theory then that... I'm sorry, is there more to yeah, that? Well, it's just I I'm, I didn't... That never would have crossed my mind, but he's right. In 101 Dalmatians, they're watching that do- rescue dog show, and it's a superhero dog-type character, very Lone Ranger-esque. So would Bolt, the TV series in the movie Bolt, be... Uh, a like a reboot franchise version of that original dog series from one like, of the... like 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 Sherlock yeah. is a re- is a modern day imagination imagining of like classic Sherlock yeah, Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Guys, <laughs> I think that's a brilliant idea. I, I'm gonna subscribe to this theory. This is great. <laughs> I, I am okay with that. If if Robin Hood is in the Zootopia universe, <laughs> then this is in the 101 Dalmatians universe. Mm-hmm. Does this mean we have multiple universes? Oh yes, yeah, sir. Is certainly. there multiple I, Disney? Universes? We have at least okay. three or four. Okay. I'm I'm almost sure of it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory. Yeah. That was see. I like that. Thank you, Dave. I like that. Yes, thank you. Dang, I completely missed that. <laughs> uh, but that's all the comments and and, uh, and tweets I have this week. Jeff, you have a decision to make. Unless you're going to wait till the last minute like I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to wait till the last second. I, You know what? Honestly, dang, have it. I, I am usually very good at when I make my decision mm. for where these movies are ranked, I stick with it. But honestly... 
Yeah, I'd watch this movie over Treasure Planet oh, again. Man, it's so crazy. And it's crazy. not because Treasure Planet's bad. No, 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 it's not. At all. Yeah. It's really, it comes down to like that last third of Ben. And I did, I, I did enjoy this one. I can't it believe it. Oh, it man, tugs at the heartstrings. It really does manage to, it's it's total Pixar maneuvers. The the expert use of music timed with imagery in, in Bolt is just the sort of thing that, really... that Pixar chemistry that like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to choke up. He saved her. He's gonna yes. he's gonna die next to her in the smoke. Then he realizes the bark. It's gonna do it. <laughs> like that sequence, and I really did like the montage of them traveling across the country. I'm like, it was the good music, and I liked what I liked the graphics, and I liked what they were doing, and I I, I like this movie. Why do I like this? movie? I don't know. And and now I'm curious to hear what the fans have to what the listeners have to say about our review and our conversation here. Um, Everything I know is a lie. Well, I don't even know it's real anymore. Okay, welcome back. I don't even know it's real. Yeah, hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> I did. Sorry, was I on mic? Did you hear? Did you hear that? No, 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 no. no I thought you're I good. hit the mute you're good. button. You're good. I, oh, good. I'm so glad yeah, nobody heard no, that. No one tell. No one tell. Had been embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we? What are we watching? What are we watching <laughs> next week, Jeff? <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we're next week. We are hitting up our number forty-nine film. The forty-ninth film on this 49. list that's ever shrinking mm. and ever coming closer to the end. The two thousand nine traditionally animated film. Two D. Yep. Ooh. We're back to hand drawn. Back to two D. Uh, the traditionally animated two D animated film. I'm going to say animated like six more times. The Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Now, have you seen Which, this? I have seen The Princess and the Frog. Okay. We're going to hit a little bit of a patch here okay. of ones that I have seen. Um, now, I've only seen Princess and the Frog, I think, maybe once, maybe right. twice. Because um, uh, this is around the era where I was spending a lot of time with my nieces when they were growing okay. up. and uh, Or at least my, my oldest niece was... Uh, uh, oh no, she wasn't around yet. Oh, we, but I did watch it after she was born. That makes sense. <laughs> so I watched this maybe a few years ago, or like maybe like five or six years ago. Okay. Um, because I did watch this movie with my nieces. Well, it's not up and, on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere else. I could not find it on. Uh, it didn't look like it's on Amazon Prime. You can buy it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Almost all of these films are available for rent or uh, purchase okay. on Prime. I, I um, would. Uh, I, I would like to. I, I really would like to know what people think of this movie now compared to when it came out. So those of you who listening who who have not seen it since, or maybe not have seen it at all, find this movie and give it a watch because this 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 is going to lend itself to some very interesting conversation in terms of stylistically narratively structurally there's there's some fun right. to be had in in just the rewatch of this and um, you know no and, no and that's go, go. <clears throat> no i was just gonna say like that's my big thing that i'm looking forward to because now that we've seen and now that i personally have watched all the other ones leading up to this yeah. and I, I i'm going into this going with like a, a fresh set of eyes also having not seen it in a while but with a fresh set of eyes and also looking at it from the perspective of okay why did they go back to 2D animation? Yeah. And what did they pull? Because I remember seeing a <laughs> bunch of little things that I recognized from the Disney movies that I had seen. Yeah. But I'm going into this going, all right, I want to see how, <laughs> I want to see what they do with this film. Yeah. I've, what are they referencing? What are they pulling from? You know, does it fit our classic fairy tale stories? You know, like what we've seen previously. That's that's what I'm interested in. Well, with. TBD. I, I, we will have lots mm. to say, I'm sure. So. Uh, that that will be hopefully next week unless we decide to take a week off. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> hopefully not. But in case we do, you know, it happens. You guys know how that works. Yeah. You guys, you guys have been around, right? <laughs> you, know, you know us. 
Uh, well, TC, thanks for coming along with this fun journey Yay. that we've been on so far. I am looking forward to seeing what everybody had to think about uh, this week's episode in the comments section. And also, please, when TC makes the post next Monday mm-hmm. uh, uh, for the recording of the episode, please be sure to leave your comments because... Obviously, <laughs> you help, you help us. a good yeah. half hour of this is, <laughs> is just talking with you guys, and, and we enjoy I, – I, even though TC reads them, I enjoy doing that well, part, too. I, I, I do, fun. too, especially because oftentimes we'll start an episode and be like, I don't have a lot of notes. I'm not sure how much we're going to have to say, and then lo and behold, yeah. it's an hour and a half later, and we're like, hey, we did it. It's an hour and a half later. <laughs> yep. It's like somehow we're as long as the movie, guys. So we got really good at that. You know, those, those early episodes, those were pretty mm-hmm. short mm-hmm. episodes, and now we're, we're, we're constantly hitting a good – you know, 80 to 90 minutes, much like the Disney films. Yeah, perfect. It's funny how that works. Cool. Well, this was fun. <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun, TC. Yeah. Thank you for coming here, mm-hmm. and please do the sign-off. This has been a podcast. We've been the people you've been listening to, and this is our sign-off. Wow, wow. Wow, wow? Really? Bye. You want to go out on wow, wow? wow? More like bow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.